Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Do you ever wish there was an easier way to get more clients? Well, guess what? There is. And I'd love to give you my free, simple, easy to follow process for getting more leads and actually turning them into clients without the crazy hustle. If you're serious about making more money this year, enroll in my 100% free training course, The Ultimate Lead Gen and Conversion Playbook. Visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com. One more time, visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com to enroll now. Hi everyone, it's Krista Maysher here. Are you ready to be fired up? Because if you are, you better be. We've got Sandra, and she is a firehouse author of multiple best-selling books. She's a, you know helping women and men across the nation who are entrepreneurs just crush their business, and she is absolutely a philanthropist. So you know that she speaks our language. How you doing, Sandra? Thanks for being here. Oh, it's so great to be with you, Krista. How great for us to spend this time together, huh? I know. I appreciate you. So um, you were hard to book. I mean, you're you're a busy lady. No, uh, you know what? Aren't we all? I mean, honestly, <laughs> right? If if we aren't, we've got some things to work on because that's the goal. <laughs> that's very true. My, one of my uh, good friends always says, "There's somebody who's busier than you are and is able to get things done." So I really appreciate your time with me. I'm actually, uh, you know, I love that. That's such great advice. I think the same thing. I always think when I'm wondering you know, kind of like what I could be doing differently. To your point, Krista, I often think about there are people way more successful and way more quote unquote busy than me that's accomplishing a lot more. So what is it that I'm not doing, right, that I can get in better alignment? So true. And they have the time. So we need to make the time. We are creating our own destiny. I love how you, you know, very much say, you know, where energy goes, where focus flows and uh, believe it. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? How are you here to serve? We want to hear all about you. Well, I'm an ordinary woman, uh, you know, that started a business 19 years ago. We're getting ready to celebrate and move into 2020, our 20th year, which is just shocking uh, to tell you the truth that we are here. Um, but I've learned a tremendous amount of lessons of what it takes to bootstrap and start a business kind of out of a spare bedroom in your home. In my case, it was above the garage to building what is now, you know, a global um, live event, online connected business for entrepreneurs. So tell us a little bit about that. I mean, you know, everyone, you know, Building a business is very difficult, especially in the beginning. It's hard. Yes. And no one ever sees it. They always see, you know, oh, they look like an overnight success. Yeah. They don't have the trials and tribulations. Can you tell us what you went through? Yeah. Well, first of all, let me just say it never stops being hard. Can I tell you? I mean, it just really doesn't. The problems change. They look differently, um, but they are recycled. If you take time to reflect, they, they recycle itself. So, you know, I just, the way I look at it every day is business is hard and being broke is harder. So, you know, you have to pick which bucket you want to live in. 
And I've just chosen the bucket that says, you know, I'm going to be successful because the first declaration, I think, in all success is um, saying that it's true for you, that you are deserving of running a successful business and you don't need to know the answers right now. You don't have to have all the answers before you act. You have to have the fundamental belief. You have to surround yourself with really great people that you can bounce ideas off of and get their opinions and still choose sometimes to take action contrary to what everybody else says. Um, but I just, uh, you know, I believe that success isn't for the chosen few, but it is for the few who ultimately choose it. And so I started my business when I turned 40. So I'm giving away my age because I want people to know that it's never too late. You don't look, um, you are just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. You're you sweet. Well, so are you. Takes one to know one. <laughs> but I, um, I, you know, I started it on my children were very small. So my son was just four years old, my daughter turning nine. So I went through those early years of still having a child at home, et cetera. And, um, you know, I just kind of, you know, struggled my way to, you know, where I am now. I had an idea of something that I struggled with. Now, some people pick businesses, as you know, Krista, on something they're really good at. Like um, I, maybe, maybe someone would say that's listening, you know, I'm really good at creating websites. And so I'm going to create a website business. I picked something I was rotten at. And I thought if I could crack the code and get this to work for me, I know that there are millions out there like me. I know there are millions of people that are not comfortable in crowds, that are um, really great having one-on-one -on -one conversations like you and I are having right now, but maybe not comfortable, you know, in on a big stage in front of a room or, you know, a, a, or an online event with thousands of people. It's funny because that's now in large measure the life I live now. Um, but I was so scared of all of that and I just did not like networking. So I thought, what is it that I don't like about it? And what I realized is that for me, it was just really a, you know, if you're a social butter fly if you're an extrovert you'll make good in any kind of environment that you're in but if you're more like me who married an extrovert I mean I married a music man on a stage on Capitol Records right I was always the behind the scenes girl and I thought but that didn't mean I wasn't smart and I wasn't confident I just wasn't comfortable in groups and crowds and a lot of it was my upbringing and that kind of thing raised by a single mom from Mexico, you know, and just and a brother that was 13 months, 13 months older than me who had a major heart condition, who didn't sleep well. So when he did sleep, it was always about, shh, be quiet. Don't wake up, Ricky, you know, all of this stuff. And I just was never really comfortable in conversation. So I created a structure and trademarked what it would be like to go to a networking event where everybody's voice gets heard, where everybody has an opportunity to say who they are and what they're about and who their ideal customer is and what their biggest business struggle is that they need to overcome and, and, and how it is that they need to, you know, surround themselves with better access to ideas, to information, to leads and customers. I thought if I could do that, oh my gosh, I'll just not only make it more effective for the people that are naturally comfortable in groups, but I'll make sure that those of us that aren't have that opportunity to share who and what they're about. And that's how it started. And so now you've created this huge movement. I mean, you're like global and, and yes. super, super big. Um, yes. Started from very humble beginnings. I read your biography. I know that, you know, you, you lost your, your parents early on. You lost your brother very early on. And it's, it's been difficult for yeah. you. 
and you still um, choose not to let those those circumstances create your outcome, but yet you've de you've decided to create your own outcome and yeah. the survivor that you are. So you nailed it, Krista. Your history doesn't determine your destiny, kind of thing. That took a while for me to work through. You know, I'm going to say it wasn't a, a a natural thing for me. I mean, my my undergraduate degree is in um, organization psychology. I think that people, many people, not all, but it was true for me. A lot of times, those of us that go into psychology um, have our own work to do. That's our, that's our track. <laughs> And that's why I love coaching. That's why I have coaches. I belong to a mastermind. I am a coach. I mean, I just feel like you just always need to put yourself in environments where you're holding up the mirror because I promise you as, as you grow your business, I mean, it sets to zero in some ways in terms of you're going to get opportunities and you're going to to not only jump on but to take risks on that are going to trigger i can tell you old thinking right and you know so to manage all of that you've almost got to manage your mind at least i do like Everyone i manage you know relationships and staff and independent contractors and you know a household and all of the things that you manage you got to put yourself on that list that's why self-care to me is not selfish as the as the cliche goes it's not about me first it's just about me too yeah. <laughs> right? people also i mean right now my business is growing very very rapidly yeah. and there's times where i just feel like i just i just get this and then I have to, and I, and I think I've, I'm different than most people. I'm not sure why, but I have the ability to kind of like push through it. But most people don't have the ability to push through and they feel like they are just getting crushed. Like there's a huge rock on top of them. Yeah. How do you help people that feel that way? Because as you're growing, as you're developing, obviously the universe wants to hold you back because yeah. you know, like, I know I meant for great things. So I'm getting yes. all these obstacles getting put in my way. And I just sometimes want to go, Oh, it was easier before I should keep doing this. How do you help people to get past that, that, that part where they're, where they're at? Well, a fundamental understanding, I think, don't you? And that is that the, the person that you are today is not the version that you're going to need to become in order to take your business to the next level. You know, so that that version of your big dream requires a different person than you are today. And the good news is you can simply grow into that if you give yourself permission. But if you hold on to the old ways, I always say that's lazy. I mean, that's the lazy way of trying to make everything fit. And we've got such information, examples, and data of companies who try to do that. You know, the Codex of the world, right? The Toys R Us, the Blockbusters, the Motorola, and the list goes on, right? The companies that are the most successful, think Sarah Blakely with Spanx, think Oprah with yeah. OWN, think Bill Gates with, um, you know, Microsoft, think Jeff Bezos, divorced and still the richest man in the world. You know what I mean? I mean, what is it that they do? Well, the truth of the matter is none of them really invented anything. Oprah did not invent talk shows. I mean, there was Phil Donahue way before her and others. Um, Sarah Blakely did not invent girdles, right? Uh, 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 Steve Jobs did not invent computers or phones. Oh, and Jeff Bezos certainly didn't invent shopping. <laughs> 
what they did was they innovated them. And that thinking, I think, is what is so important, is what is it that you're looking at? Your job description, in my opinion, at least this is the way I run my business, my job description is being rewritten now, fourth quarter, because on January 1, I have a new job. I have a new role in order to execute and lead all the new things that we're coming up with fourth quarter that we want to start delivering next year, right? So rewriting your job description. Now, if you're a person that that, that sounds like that's exhausting to you and that's not what you want to do, then what I want to be transparent about, about it and say, then it's not that you can't be successful, but what I do know from coaching so many and my own experiences that it's just a much harder road, right? Because the future belongs to those who are going to innovate. You have to invent nothing, but you must find your point of distinction and innovation, right? And a way to then communicate it so that people can see how you're different. Steve Jobs said, I look at these phones, the flip phones, he says, they're kind of dumb. I think I have an idea of how to make them smart, right? I mean, just this little ways. Sarah Blakely took, you know, girdles right? yeah, <laughs> that women yeah, didn't talk you. about and suddenly made it cool to talk about Spanx. You know, I mean, I was watching Tina Fey not too long ago talking about how when she hosted an award, she wore two layers of Spanx. I mean, who says that on national television? That's talking about finding a point of distinction, making it really cool, right? And innovating it in such a way that everyone wants to talk about it. It's so true. There's like, there's nothing new. I mean, every, all the books you read, you know, Thinking Grow Rich, I mean, Tony Robbins, all these great innovators, they're just, it's the same concepts that are being retold over and over again that are resonating with different people and that are, that you're utilizing and taking to reach your tribe, which yeah. you you obviously have. I mean, you know, women are, it's, it's definitely the era of the, of women. And yeah, it's, it's really cool to be a woman now. Yeah. Do you remember, I may be dating myself, but a long, long time ago, there was a country and Western singer by the name of Barbara Mandrell. Do you remember? Her? Yes, I do. <laughs> and she had a song that said uh, something to the effect of, I was country before country was cool. And, you know, it's funny because I was women supporting women way before women supporting women it was cool, like it is now. But, Krista, you know as well as I do that in order for women to become successful, it has to be way more than a one-day march and a hashtag, right? This takes serious action but why, consistently why? and persistently. Why are so many women like not willing, Sandra, to really support each other? I mean, I feel like I know we're getting closer, but it's women still sometimes are there. It's almost like they don't want everyone to succeed and they're still, they yeah. have, it's, it's that way with everybody in life. But how do you help people to really understand like we are all in this together and you know, the, the abundance mindset, not being, having a yeah. mindset, supporting each other. How do you do that? You know, I hear about those women and they are increasingly becoming more distant to me because I just don't hang around them. And I feel like when those that hang around me, like those that hang around you, they very quickly choose whether they want to opt in or opt out. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, women that don't want to support women have a really rough time hanging out in the eWomen Network environment. They just don't fit in. 
and, and I think they feel so uncomfortable because our five favorite words in our company is how may I help you, right? And they feel so uncomfortable and it's so noticeable when they're not helping, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, I believe that networking is about giving, not about getting. And when you come to say, how can I help you? Right. But when everybody is doing that, there's a tremendous amount of getting. It's not like it doesn't happen, yeah. but it's a means to an end. And I think that women that don't like supporting women find themselves feeling very awkward in our environment. So I just don't know a lot of them anymore. I hear about it, but they're just not in my space. I mean, like when you asked to be on this call for me to be on this uh, podcast with you, I mean, we had to do a little juggling in terms of calendars, but like, why not? Why not? What, I mean, the truth is what, you know, is, is my, is my value that I'm only going to show up if I, you know, if, if it's worth my while, if I guaranteed something out of it, whether it be a paycheck or a customer or whatever it would be, or do you just put good juju out whenever you can, you know, and just say, I'm just going to show up because I can. If Krista can be flexible with my calendar, I know two crazy busy women, if it's meant to be, will find that space and we will show up and you just do it because you can you help people because you can my mother used to say giving really isn't giving until you can help someone who can truly never pay you back otherwise it's quid pro quo you scratch my back i scratch yours that's not giving as much as it is just the real test how many times do you show up and help people who can't pay you back but you're dropping seeds into the universe, right? And you just got to trust that when the time is right, it will happen. The thing about timing is, you know, it's never early, (laughs) right? It's always right on time. And, you know, at some level, you just have to have some faith, right? Faith is taking a step towards something when you can't see the rest of the stairs. You just trust right? That it's there. And I've just learned that I wasn't taught that in school. And I certainly wasn't taught that in corporate America. But entrepreneurialism, as you know, is a different environment. And the cool thing is, is you can test different things that you've heard about and try them. And I've just learned it is a beautiful way to live. It's so funny. Um, I didn't know that your tagline was, how can I help you? In my company, it's how can I serve you? Like, how can you go? That's our, our tagline. We believe like, the more you give, the more you get. And that's not what yep. we give. It just happens, you know, instantly. Yeah. I just had a company-wide meeting today, and I was just telling my company, like, we're growing so fast. And, you know, um, and it's because I, I attract my people that work with my team members. They are servants. They love to help people. They want to see people grow. And you just don't yeah. see that so much. Yeah. But as you're saying, like, you know, you're repelling the, the type of women that aren't that way. We are doing the exact same, and it's such a great place to be. And I feel like many companies, they miss they miss that. Like, it's so nice yeah. to serve yeah. and help people and watch them grow and see them serve their communities and make a difference. And it's like this movement we're trying to create. And I, right. I see other people. And I think for us that want to grow quickly or when our customers are telling us they want to grow quickly because they are aligning with us, it's very dangerous. And I think women suffer from this more than men, although there probably are some men that fall into this category. I just don't know very many of them. And that is that we get so caught into convincing people. You know, we get so caught up in trying to rescue them and bring them along when what that does is takes our eye off the ones that are saying, 
pick me. I want to be part of it. Let's let's move. Let's go. And it it really slows down our success. And I think a big lesson I've had to learn is to stop trying to get convinced people who are committed to misunderstanding me. Right. Make myself ab available to those that I get them and they get me. And we're like, let's go. Right. And just trust that some will and some won't. And so what? And someone's waiting. And sometimes if you look at that very old, in fact, I've got it on my board. I look at it every day as a reminder. But there there is this bell curve around innovation. And it talks about the early innovators are the ones that make things happen, make things happen. And then the early adapters, they're the ones like for the iPhone that are like they already know what the next features are going to be, you know, in March. They, they're like already know. Right. And then there's the early majority. Those are often the people that, you know, either stand in line, you know, for the doors to open so they can be the first ones to buy or they know they're going to get it within the first 30 days. And then there's the late majority. And then there's the laggards that never will. And your greatest growth is understanding that you need to be the innovator, the first to market, Absolutely. you know, in whatever it is that you're, you're offering. And then you want to spend your time with the early adapters and the early majority and allow others to figure it out on their time. You can't speed up someone else's commitment and need to stall. And it's really important to understand that. I think sometimes too, Women, I think we're we're still trying to convince ourselves at times. Yeah. We're yeah. still trying to convince ourselves that oh, it's okay, we're worthy, we can do this. And, I mean, I'm mindset for me is everything, and I and I work on it constantly. And still, sometimes constantly. I have to myself going, oh, Krista, negative, stop. You know, change it around, turn around what you're saying. Yeah, you know, don't let that fear hold you over. And I think for women, a lot of times it's more difficult because we have always been second and or third or fourth, right next to our husbands, our children, our church. Our I can keep naming everything. Right, right. And, and now it's 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 our time, and so we need to know that we are worthy, we are capable, we can, and just go for it because people right. are willing to you know ready aim fire. They're they're so they're they're ready and they're aiming. They never fire. I say right. like fire. And then be ready in the name because if you never, the more you fire, the more chances you're going to have to be able to, to make that success happen. You'll fail like crazy along the way. It's okay, but you got to fire all the time. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, I look at my greatest successes and I, they are the ones that I have jumped on before I was ready. Mm -hmm. And I felt that, you know, it's kind of like that. I always call it the clutch, you know, when you get presented with an opportunity and your initial reaction is yes. And then you feel that clutch like, uh oh, maybe I better call and make sure I've got coverage for the kids or let me check my calendar and make sure like you can't change something on your calendar or, you know what I'm saying? We find ways to justify our hesitation and, you know, hesitation is that quiet sabotage. It creates, I think it, it's a disease because it creates dis-ease because nothing is ever changing, you know, and jumping into an opportunity is uh, before you're ready. It, there's nothing wrong with that. And, if, and if, that's, if that's already an angst, if you're listening to this and you're feeling the angst, that's your rational mind that's speaking to you. Oh, you should have your facts. You should do your analysis. And there's some truth to that. But what I've learned in entrepreneurship is, you know, your heart, your heart has a language that your mind doesn't understand. And you have to listen to your heart too. And, you know, the problem with your heart is that in our minds is that our minds tends to shout at us 
and our heart whispers. And that's why it's so important to me that you get quiet, whether you are a meditator or you're a journal writer or you just run in reflection or whatever is your version of getting quiet and listening to your heart. Because most entrepreneurs make it because they believed in their heart and they trusted that they will figure everything out in their head. You know, Napoleon Hill, uh, Thinking Grew Rich, he, he talks about this. Um, it, when you're reading his book, he says you're going to have this idea. And when you have the idea, just like run for it and go and do it. But most people, when they have this idea, they, they, it's like they, that idea is their million dollar breakthrough. But what happens is you have the idea and then all of a sudden, your mind starts going, but if, when, will, why, blah, 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 and, and you don't do it. He tells you how important it is just to act. Yes. And I, I remember reading that and just going, Krista, act. Like, don't let all this yeah. BS in your head yes. and sense keep you from going because, like, yeah. you were, like, three feet from gold, and it's so true. And I know it's easy, like, people listening to this are thinking, oh, Krista, it's easy for you and Sandra to say this. But no, it's not easy for us at all. Like, I'm foster home, group home, juvenile kid. Like, it, for me, it's like I should never, ever want to act. But yeah. taking that advice from somebody else who's has more, uh, you know, more sense. Knowledge, experience, wisdom. Yeah. The act itself stands for action changes things. Mm -hmm. And if you want things to change, act on it. Act on it. You know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. A lot of people have really good intentions, but they never take action. There's a difference between choice and decision. People might choose to do something and then be in indecision and never really act on their choice. You know, are you taking action is the name of the game. And, and you'll get farther ahead in taking a little bit of action than doing 100% of nothing. You know, absolutely. I love that your choices, you know, what you actually do. It, it's true. You can, you can want to do something, but if you don't take action, it means nothing. Even if people right. listen to this podcast right now, listening to you, um, and, and saying, Oh, this is great information, but if they don't ever act upon it and implement, it means nothing. You've got to act. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there are people I've known people who are committed to, you know, shelf help. They'll buy a course and they won't even take it. And so the choice was, I'm going to put my money, I'm going to buy this. And then they, then their decision is, I'm never going to take it, right? I'm, yeah. I'm never going to do, or if they take it, I'm never going to do anything with it. They've got great notes. They can talk about it really well, but did they put it into action? It's a whole nother ball game. It's a whole nother level of integrity. Oh, I love it. You have just been so great, Sandra. I mean, I, I, I want to, you know, I appreciate your wisdom and your time and um, you're just very inspirational. So Likewise we, to you, girl. Likewise uh, to you. So we always ask everyone, what would be... Your one piece of advice, if you can give everyone listening one piece of advice before they leave your great wisdom, um, what would it be? And I want to hear more about your upcoming event that you have coming up for the women's um, e-commerce women's event, your live event. I want to hear about that. So my, gosh, I have so many, um, but I would say the one that has never failed me is give without remembering and take without forgetting. One more time. So Give without remembering and take without forgetting. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that has never failed me. And I really believe, honestly, Krista, I have built 
this business from zero, from nothing, no bank money, no capital infusion, no VCs, angel investors. I bootstrapped it from nothing to a multi-million dollar global business. And that's the one thing that has never failed me. When you can give, just give, right? Just give and, and just forget about it. Just know you did the right thing. But when you take, you know, always remember to pay it forward, to pay it back, whatever it might be. It's never failed me. I've never heard that. And that is amazing advice. And it's hard to do sometimes. Sometimes it's hard to like give without wondering because you're, you know, you're building and you're yep. plenty going out the door and it's scary and you have this anxiety and you have stress and you feel the pressure and you just have to know that it'll come back. Yeah. Like when you asked me to be on this call, I said, what's her name? I looked you up. I spent three minutes. It didn't take long. And I told Leanne, my assistant, make it happen. Make it happen. I just love her energy. I love what she's about. This is good. And I didn't even know what was going to become of this. But it, this was really great time. You have given me energy to go throughout the day and elevate what I think I will do um, that I would not have done before this, this time with you. So Aww. thank you. It was a thank gift. So tell us about your upcoming event um, and how many okay. you want to know anything about it. Just go to EWN icon EWN stands for the initials E women network EWN icon for our international conference, only attracting people who want to be icons in their industry. So EWNicon.com that will tell you all about our 20th anniversary, huge event that we're doing in July of 2020. And where's it at? It's going to be in Dallas, Texas. We will own and we'll be an overflow of a whole hotel. We're taking 100% of the conference center. It really is the place to be. Meet people from primarily North America, U.S. and Canada. We have chapters now in Australia, in Manchester, England. So as we grow internationally, we've got members all over the world. And, uh, you know, it's a great, remember, you can have a local business, but a great idea can come from anywhere. Uh, Sandra, thank you so much. I love your movement. I love your energy. I appreciate your time and thank you for supporting entrepreneurs across the, the country yes. and just doing what you're doing and go to that conference. I'm excited about it. I'm going to be there and we really just appreciate all that. Girlfriend, we need to meet in the bar and cheers, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. Even Look if it's up. a glass of water, whatever it is you drink, let's have a toast. Look it up. Look her up everyone. And remember, Listening is awesome, but until you actually take action and implement, it doesn't do you any good. So you've got to actually implement. So don't just keep listening, start acting. And as always, make it a great day. Do you ever wish there was an easier way to get more clients? Well, guess what? There is. And I'd love to give you my free, simple, easy to follow process for getting more leads and actually turning them into clients without the crazy hustle. If you're serious about making more money this year, enroll in my 100% free training course, The Ultimate Lead Gen and Conversion Playbook. Visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com. One more time, visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com to enroll now. Be sure to join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes. And be sure to check out KristaMayshore.com slash podcast for free downloads and resources. Can't wait to see you next time.